It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get $10 off your first order. It is Wednesday edition and I am back on air. It feels like it's been forever since I picked up the microphone and been talking to you guys. Uh, Last week after I spoke to Jake, I got some unfortunate news that my grandmother had passed away, uh, and I took the rest of the week off. I drove up to Vegas, and I spent some time with my mom, and grandma was 90, lived an extremely full life the last handful of years, uh, dealt with different stages of dementia, uh, extremely confused in these last three months, especially with everything going on with the COVID thing. So it was nice to be around my mom this past week, just spending time with her, reflecting, talking about stories of grandma from Growing up as a child and all the things that she influenced us in our life. She was a former travel agent way back in her younger years and really and really I enjoyed talking with her. I've traveled a bunch in my life. That's one of the things that we connected with. And one of the things I really attach to that makes me happy in this situation is my grandpa passed away 28 years ago. I didn't know it was that long uh, until my mom told me when we were talking over the weekend. I know it was a while ago, but 28 years ago, Her husband, my grandfather, passed away, and now for us, a peace of mind is to know that they're finally reunited somewhere together after those 28 years that my grandma and grandpa are back together, healthy, happy, and looking down on us uh, as we continue to go through our lives here on a day-to-day basis. So uh, that's why I stepped away, and I thought about putting up a post on social media, but I, I just am never really comfortable doing that. I knew I was going to be coming back on the mic, have a chance to talk to you guys about it. Uh, So I want to send my love out to uh, my mother, my aunt, everyone involved, my family. Uh, Big hugs and kisses. We're not able to go and see you guys right now, but know that all of us are thinking of each other. And it's been a good time to kind of reconnect and kind of share our stories of our grandmother. So I appreciate you guys that uh, hung with me, not being around for a few days, but I'm back here on the mic. And we're going to be having a fun episode, kind of talking over a few things today as we look at Uh, The Rams and what we can be excited about in 2020. SoFi Stadium is getting closer. So many fun updates. We're going to kind of talk about that here in the first segment. Some of those things that have happened in the past week and month and uh, expectations for the upcoming season revolving around SoFi. We're also going to take a peek at uh, Aaron Donald in the second segment and some of those defensive players and how they're getting ready we know Aaron Donald and his workout madness is no difference in this offseason, so we're going to take a look at that and how the Rams may look at, yes, a lot of new pieces in that defense, but how are they putting it together? Who are those leaders? And what should the Rams expect when we get back onto the field when it comes to conditioning, strength training, all that type of stuff? It's a very interesting offseason. It's going to pay dividends for those who have worked in the offseason. We're going to talk about Aaron Donald and that defense and then we're going to finish up with a little bit of a fantasy outlook. We don't talk a ton of fantasy on this show, uh, but just kind of scrolling through articles and seeing uh, pro football focus as well as 
you know, a few other places that focus on stats and fantasy football uh, started to pick up on a couple things that we can get excited about and a couple question marks in the fantasy world as we look at that. We're going to have more conversations kind of moving forward on that because obviously we've got a great Locked On Fantasy show. So if you had not had a chance to go check that out, go check it out. Dive deep back into that world because if there's one thing to get excited about, if football is back, we may not be able to go in person at some point early on in the season. But hey, fantasy football, we can jump in right away. So we'll talk about that here on today's show. Tomorrow we got Jake Ellenbogen. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into some more Rams-focused topics. So if you guys have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, hit me up on social, LA underscore Rambling Bear, Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're also going to have Ryan Dirud on the podcast for Friday. So we've got two guests coming up the next two days to kind of wrap up this week, three days a week. All the way into middle of July when we'll start to kick back up to five days a week as we're getting closer to the season, as we're getting closer to training camp. Uh, we're also going to be having our big divisional crossover, 49ers, Seahawks, and Arizona Cardinals, all the hosts of those shows. We're going to get together. We're going to talk some hot topics So the division. We'll kind of look back to our conversation that we had after the Super Bowl, the week after the Super Bowl, and kind of reflect on where we were then, where we are now, and where we're going to be in the next couple of months. So exciting stuff coming up on the network. Really excited to be back on the podcast today. So with all of that out of the way, let's just kick into today's episode. So part of the excitement for the 2020 season, at least in LA, is the brand new stadium, SoFi Stadium. Getting a ton of exposure and, and even more exposure for SoFi as Hard Knocks, the HBO series, is set to debut on August 11th, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on HBO. If you haven't watched the show in the past, obviously the Rams were on it back in, what, 2016, the LA's first year here in Los Angeles. Uh, so they're pretty familiar with it. First time we're going to see Sean McVay as the Rams leader on that show. The Rams also are splitting time with the Chargers. We know that coming into it, but really excited to see how they feature the show there. But we have started to see a little bit more of a glimpse inside the stadium. Just saw a picture yesterday that the field goal posts are up. That is a big step when you're looking at that stadium for football. Soon the turf will be laid on that field. We'll see grass on that stadium. We're getting more and more looks of the Oculus, the massive ring that goes all the way around the stadium, as well as the 300 acres that this stadium sits on that's going to be filled with parks, shops, restaurants, a brewery. Uh, NFL media headquarters will be there right next to SoFi Stadium. But there was also a video that came out that started to show the man-made lakes that they're putting in. And it is looking awesome. It's looking great out there. I also saw a video up on YouTube, which is a drone footage going around and kind of giving you an idea, an update of everything that is going on in and around the stadium. Still a lot of work to be done put those finishing touches on but man is this thing coming together and as it should because they've spent over five billion dollars on this stadium and really just left with the question as we get closer to the season the first opportunity for potentially for fans to get in the stadium uh, is that opening preseason game versus the New Orleans Saints which regardless of whenever the Saints come into town that's always a good game preseason or not and as we've talked many times on the show before the preseason for the Rams is actually really intriguing this year there's a lot of holes to be filled there's a lot of young players battling for positions there's a lot of camp battles that will be shown throughout hard knocks and this whole process depending on what we know from what the NFL plans are which we still don't know exactly what that is 
Uh, so will there be fans in that opening preseason game? Will there actually be four preseason games? We talked earlier that the NFL words that they'll cut back to two, and Jared Goff was excited about that. So we'll still have to see as we get closer, but just know that that stadium is around the corner and things are coming together, and there are so many different integral things about this stadium that we'll learn over the next handful of months leading up to seeing it in person or seeing it on TV, but very, very excited. And then again, obviously, Sunday night football of the opening week, Dallas Cowboys in town at SoFi. Fans or no fans, hopefully it is going down. We'll get a lot of glimpses of the stadium then as well, but really exciting. If you guys didn't have a chance, go up on YouTube, type in SoFi Stadium. You'll get a really cool aerial shot of what is going on. That man-made lake is going to be amazing once it's finished. The parks and the surrounding areas are going to be amazing. And again, this is a project that's going to take some time uh, over the next couple of years as they fill in all the different things that they want to put there. We know the Clippers are also joining down in that area, not specifically on that campus, but in that area to be building a stadium as well. But coming up, we're going to be talking about the contender in the NFC out here in the West, and that is the Rams. We're going to be talking about that defense, this whole unique offseason that we've been talking about all along. How's Aaron Donald been handling it? What are some of the other guys up to? And who's ready to play football? We'll talk about that next. Coming up, Wednesday edition, Lockdown Rams. Also, a reminder, Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making a personal donation to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. And before we get over the next segment and talk about this defense and the training of Aaron Donald, I want to talk to you about the best tasting protein bar that's out there, and that's Built Bar. They are tasty. Don't get me wrong. This is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And looking at the way that Aaron Donald is working out, wouldn't be surprised if somewhere behind the scenes on his new YouTube channel that he is stuffing these Built Bars down because they are packed with protein, high in fiber, low sugar, low calorie, and back to my main point, they're just delicious. There are 16 amazing flavors. They're adding flavors left and right. They're soft, easy to chew. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. My new favorite bar is the peanut butter brownie. 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams net carbs. It's delicious and it's good for you. I usually eat it in the morning with a cup of coffee and it gives me that energy and fills my stomach to get me ready for the day. But don't just take my word for it. Head over, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You're going to get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
So with the NFL season just around the corner and so much uncertainty as we kind of covered in that first segment, but the Rams again will be highlighted on HBO Hard Knocks. We're going to get a glimpse behind potentially the process of everything that's going on. Our buddy Jordan Rodrigo over at The Athletic recently had a sit-down conversation with HBO and some of the creators and uh, as well as along with some of the other media and asked some questions about as far as what it's going to be like for us, the viewer, as we're watching the show. Are they going to be showing uh, players getting tested for COVID? Are they going to be showing the social distancing? Are they going to be talking about uh, all the social injustice that's been happening out? And HBO kind of slightly answered some of those questions and said they'll try to give their best glimpse at to what the players are going through during that certain time, but really stayed away from uh, saying, yes, you'll see X, Y, and Z. So we'll just have to wait and see what is going to be happening. And actually uh, saw an interesting interview from Sebastian Joseph Day, a player that we've seen a lot of from the Rams this offseason. Uh, he's been on national media talking about uh, some of the social injustice. He's been on the forefront during the coronavirus as far as raising funds and doing charity work as well as a bunch of working out. And we'll get to more of that and talk about what Aaron Donald's been doing, getting ready not only for the defense side, but potentially the offensive side as well. Uh, but Sebastian Joseph Day was on Fox 11 in Los Angeles the other day, and he was asked pretty straightforward, would you be comfortable to play right now? And he basically said, yes, I would be comfortable to play right now. Obviously, there would be some precautions and whatnot, and I would follow those precautions and do what I have to do. But yeah, I would be more than happy to play right now, and I feel in pretty good shape. And if you've watched anything that he's done, he's looking in pretty good shape, too. Putting up a lot of weight, a lot of workout videos. And I'm not saying if you're not posting workout videos, you're not working out. But it's good to see some of these guys, especially in the, the culture in that locker room that Aaron Donald has built on that defense side of the ball in the off-season workout program, that right now it's all up to the players. And I guess I'd rather see you posting videos if you're working out. So I've got a good understanding of, you know, our guys are out there putting in the work. And for Sebastian Joseph Day, we definitely know that he is putting in the work, taking on this opportunity. And for him, you know, they went out and added another guy in Ashawn Robinson to the group. Obviously, Michael Brockers is back. And they drafted at that position last year with Greg Gaines. So there is, so for Sebastian Joseph Day, there's no sitting around and just waiting for your opportunities on the field to come. You got to go out and earn them. Uh, he has been putting in a lot of effort. He went on to say uh, in that interview that, quote, I can't speak for the Rams as a whole, but I just know that I've been training, training all offseason, and I would love to play. I would be more than ready to play, but at the end of the day, it's not ultimately up to me. We'll see. We'll just have to take it one day at a time. Hopefully, we can contain this coronavirus thing and we can move forward and play some football. And if there's one person that can agree with what Sebastian Joseph just said right there as far as working out, being ready, and prepared to play some football, it's got to be Aaron Donald. This man, of course we know uh, the workouts in the past, even working with his trainer with knives, which we later found out they were rubber knives, so it wasn't anything too crazy. But the mental picture of seeing a guy try to attack Aaron Donald with some knives as he was chopping away the hands and running around him really caught our attention last year. And Aaron Donald has really stepped up uh, his social presence this year. I believe he's hired a social team to go around and film. We started a YouTube channel. If you guys haven't subscribed there, go up and check it out. Uh, really good videos because Aaron Donald, like we said before in the past, has been more of a quiet leader on the field. A little bit of emotion, obviously. Well, a lot of bit of emotion. Uh, you can go back to that Seattle versus 
uh, Los Angeles game here in Los Angeles where he put his helmet back on the field uh, after the game and ran up to, I think it was DJ Fluker, uh, potentially maybe somebody else. I know he's got a couple beef with a few of those offensive linemen in the Seattle group and uh, tried to get it on after the game. And then you can go back to that Atlanta game where he basically picked up Devontae Freeman and put him back in his place. So yes, there's emotion on the field. But as far as the leader standpoint, uh, he really does a lot of his work with his action. He continues to do that, putting up videos uh, of him working out. He matched his 2014 NFL Combine bench press rep of 35, and he did it with ease in the video. Uh, that was a video that was posted up uh, on June 19th, so just a few days ago. And for those of you who don't remember his 2014 NFL Combine, that really jumped off the tape, uh, found him as a first-round draft pick. A lot of people really overlooked him until the Rams Jumped on him in that first round. 40-yard dash, 4.68 seconds. Short shuttle, 4.39 seconds. And the bench press, 225 pounds, 35 times. At the time, it was tied for seventh most of any participant that year. And again, he hasn't lost one touch. There he is pumping out 35 reps that he posts up on social media. He posts another flexing video. He's got his elbow pad. He's just probably finished a workout, and he is jacked. And I can't wait to see him back on the field in those new uniforms. We saw Madden release a trailer with Aaron Donald uh, making some plays. They also released a trailer with Todd Gurley in Atlanta Falcons jersey crossing up some Rams. I think it was John Johnson that he made a move on in the trailer. So I love that Madden is out there just stirring the pot. Uh, but really excited to see Aaron Donald come back to the field and get ready. And one of the things that he uh, put up on his YouTube channel was uh, him hanging out with some family by the pool. And he basically said, hey, send this to the Rams. And it was him pretend to line up as a wide receiver, make a move, go and catch the football as it was thrown into the pool. Said he would like an offensive package to be put in. And there's been some talk of this this offseason that he said he's mentioned a couple times that he's every season coming up to coach and saying, hey, put me on the offense, give me a chance, give me a chance. So when would that be and what would that look like? I want to talk with that uh, over the next couple of days, maybe with Jake or maybe with Ryan and kind of look at what would Aaron Donald look like on the offense side of the ball. But I thought that was pretty interesting uh, kind of following his new YouTube channel. So go give that a follow if you guys haven't had a chance yet to go look at that. But Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, this defense, man, they are putting in the work. I've also seen a lot of videos of Troy Hill working on some footwork. I've seen John Johnson, as we just mentioned him a second ago. I've seen him putting in a lot of work, getting back into the facility and even training at home, getting ready, trying to come off that injury. Uh, so a lot of core pieces still around for this defense for us to get excited about. PFF put out a tweet earlier that I saw that I really liked, and it listed the highest graded defensive players for the Los Angeles Rams in 2019. And of the top five, four of them are returning to the team. Aaron Donald, number one. Corey Littleton, the only guy that will not be on the team from the top five last year. Darius Williams found his, all, his way all the way up to number three last year in his limited time. Troy Hill was four and Michael Brockers was five. So four of the five guys that were top performers last year will be back. There's a lot of question marks for the Rams. But leadership up front, secondary strong. I like the way this team is coming together. But we'll find out when football finally has a chance to be played. As we're talking about football being played, we're going to take a look in the next segment in the fantasy world. What does it mean as far as some of these guys with what, how we finished the season last year? Can you really believe in some of those numbers with Tyler Higby or Jared Goff? What's the running game look like? How does that defense stack up? We're going to talk some of those things on the other side. 
But first, I'm going to talk to you about rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Why go into the old-fashioned storefront where the guy's sitting behind the counter on his computer and he's looking up parts only to what they have and then just basically picking your part for you and just giving you a cost, and that's what you have to deal with. Rock Auto gives you access to all the parts and all the manufacturers for your company, and it's accessible in your home or in your pocket with your phone. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So we're back. We're talking football. We're talking fantasy football. We're talking L.A. Rams. And there's a couple things that stood out to me uh, as we kind of wrap up this Welcome back edition, the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams. And I appreciate you guys uh, giving some time and being patient with me. If you guys reached out to see, hey, man, where the heck have you been? Uh, so I appreciate those notes and uh, appreciate that you guys are here, still here listening to me chat football. It's been over uh, three years here on the network talking Los Angeles Rams football, and it's been really exciting uh, doing so. But I figured let's talk some fantasy football. Segment three, haven't done it in forever, and I saw some fun uh, stuff kind of come out as uh, I am going to, well, I've got three leagues that I'm involved with. We did a Lockdown Rams League, which we'll probably look to be doing again. So uh, if you guys participated in that, keep an eye or an ear open as we get closer, as we start to try to put that together. Um, I'll probably invite some of the people that uh, placed last year as they deserved a spot to come back in. And then I'll probably take uh, you know some newbies and some other people that want to get involved. So as we get closer, I'll put that together. Uh, and that will be fun for us to kind of play along the way. But in my other league, I was the reigning champion, or I am the reigning champion going into the season. So I'm kind of excited, and I've been diving in. I got an email from our commissioner and said, hey, man, are you in? I said, of course, yeah, let's do this. And a few things that kind of caught my eye is um, looking at stats and looking at where Rams players fall in on this list. And there's a couple guys I really like as far as value goes. 
Uh, looking at our wide receiving core, it's a good place to start. We know the Rams' offense will be pass-heavy to some extent. Yes, the Rams finished the season. A lot of 12 personnel using the tight end. Let Todd Gurley go. We draft a running back early. Daryl Henderson, you expect a lot more from him. So what will the ground game be for the Rams? Who is the guy you go pick up? I think obviously in my eye would be Cam Akers as far as the workload guy. But Daryl Henderson is a guy you could get late, late in a lot of these rounds as a what they call maybe a handcuff to the first running back and or a guy that could potentially get hot during the middle of the season and take over a lot of the carries. And that's one thing that you've heard from Sean McVay and Les Snead is you can kind of pick up the rhythm of what they're doing in the running back room. They're kind of being coy about it, but it sounds like the majority of the carries are going to go to first-year running back Cam Akers with Daryl Henderson getting his touches involved in offense somehow. And then Malcolm Brown playing that role of goal line guy, which again, in the fantasy world, if you see Cam Akers work the ball all the way down the field or Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, and then you get inside the five and Malcolm Brown punches it in, you're going to be like, what the heck? So maybe the running back room is one that you want to be careful on or not be too high when getting involved into that group. But um, one of the guys on the offense I'm really in love with, and that goes back to last year having him on my team, was Robert Woods. This is a guy who's been Mr. Consistent, pumping up over 1,000 yards last couple of years. I think the year before, 90 catches last year, 1,100 receiving yards, only two touchdowns. And that's the big circle for Robert Woods is getting into the end zone going back to 2018, 86 catches. So, you know, averaging 88 catches over the last two seasons, he had 1,200 yards in 2018, six touchdowns. And that's where you saw the value of him getting into the end zone. I saw an article where his average draft position uh, is in the late teens, early 20s for coming off the board. I think you're getting a ton of value with a guy like Robert Woods. A lot of people obviously go right to Cooper Cup, who had an amazing bounce-back season last year. 94 catches, 1,600 yards, 10 touchdowns. And that's where uh, if you want to go Cooper Cup first, you totally understand the touchdowns that he can produce. Cooper Cup was one of only two wide receivers with six receiving touchdowns inside the 10-yard line in 2019. Uh, the other receiver was Detroit Lions' Kenny Galladay. And that's an interesting thing to keep in mind because Jared Goff, although struggled last year, interceptions, turnovers, things like that, really kind of found his groove near the end. Again, we'll talk about Tyler Higby as another really great fantasy option here in a second. But one of the things I found interesting was Jared Goff had, what, 22 touchdown passes last year. And of those 22, 15 of them came inside the 10-yard line. The Rams love to throw that little screen. Again, we just mentioned Cooper Cup scoring those touchdowns inside the 10-yard line. Jared Goff feels very comfortable throwing the ball inside the 10-yard line. So if you're even looking at fantasy value for Jared Goff, who finished uh, via fantasydata.com as QB 13 in fantasy points back in 2019. What can his upgrade be? Again, he only had seven touchdowns outside of the 10-yard line. Not really standard for what he's done in the past. He's a guy we saw in that 2018-2017 season throwing the ball deep. Again, we had a guy like Brandon Cooks getting the deep ball, but... Uh, yards after the catch, guys like Cooper Cup, we saw what he can do. Robert Woods, we know what he can do. What are we getting from Van Jefferson? And what can Tyler Higby truly be 
after a year coming off of what we saw in those last five games. So is there a value upgrade for Jared Goff as a QB2 on your team? Or if you're not the type that likes to get one of those hot top five QBs right away, can you wait down the road a little bit and get a QB late in some of the later rounds in Jared Goff and then have him be a top 10 performer in this season? Again, QB 13 last year, not terribly off as far as value, as far as a good quarterback. You think a lot of these leagues have 12 quarterbacks. So yeah, if you had Jared Goff as your main quarterback last year, you're one of the worst quarterbacks in your league. But if he bumps up to somewhere in that mid-range where he can convert some of the deep balls, protect the football a little bit, which is going to be huge, and involve Tyler Higby like he did late in the season, you could see some good value for Jared Goff as your QB too. Maybe a spot start depending on the defense that they faced along the way. And then there's Tyler Higby. And what are you getting from Tyler Higby? I think another guy uh, right now that I saw his average draft position is tight end seven. His highest receptions before 2019 were 25 back in 2017. He jumped up to 69 catches on 89 targets. Pumped out 734 yards. It's 500 yards more than he's ever done before. Still, the touchdowns are a big question for him in fantasy value. Only three last year. But again, as we talked about, Jared Goff throwing the football inside the red zone and inside uh, the 10. As far as tight ends in 2019, the most red zone targets, Tyler Higby leads the way with 19, George Kittle 18, Zach Ertz 18, Travis Kelsey 16. Just gives you an idea of how much, especially down the stretch, that Jared Goff was looking to Tyler Higby inside the red zone. Can he convert those targets and looks into touchdowns in 2020 is the big question. But right now, the way that he finished 734 yards, and most of that coming in the last five games were four games in a row. He had 100 yards or more and finished the Arizona game, the last game of the season, with 84 yards and a touchdown. But not much activity prior to that. Prior to his week 1,307 yard outburst versus Arizona, his largest output was 47 yards in Seattle in week five. He had three catches on three targets, 47 yards. So what Tyler Higby are you getting when you're drafting this guy? And where is the best part to draft him? Again, do you want to go heavy on wide receivers and running backs and load up your team and hold off on a tight end later when you know that you can get Tyler Higby as the eighth guy off the board? As much as someone nationally may look at this team or in the fantasy world and say, you know, you got some good potential, really excited about the upside of obviously Cooper Cup, probably the number one fantasy option on the Rams. But Robert Woods is being a solid two, three wide receiver or a flex guy. Tyler Higby being one of those sleepers as far as another breakout season in 2020 for the whole season. And Jared Goff, you can very much have an argument for a increased year in stats this year with the focus going back maybe to the run game to help support with the three guys that you got back there new offensive coordinator to kind of help him focus narrow in you've heard Kevin O'Connell talk about giving ownership to Jared Goff this year in that offense so what is the other side of that look like as far as stats go Jared Goff a sleepy pick and again I'll be honest is not the guy that I'm going into the draft hoping I get for my quarterback but at the end of that quarterback run, if you decide to focus elsewhere, I expect a better turnout for Jared Goff looking at those wide receivers. Still expect big numbers because, again, Brandon Cooks is gone. you got to fill in some of those targets, some of those yards, some of those deep ball shots down the field. Is it Van Jefferson? Is it Cooper Cup? 
filling in that role. And don't forget, Robert Woods has got some speed, so he can also be that guy, as well as Tyler Higby, that red zone monster that we've been looking for. Can he kind of take on what he did in those last five games? Again, a lot's going to be put back onto the offense line and how they start coming out the gate, but really excited about the potential in the fantasy world for some of these Rams players that might be a little under the radar. I'm just excited to be back on the mic talking with you guys, talking some football. I've got notes all over the place. Uh, didn't get to some of the stuff I wanted to today, but that's okay because we got two more episodes coming up this week. We got Jake Ellenbogen tomorrow. We'll talk to him a little bit about what he thinks at the wide receiver position. He's got a kind of a creative idea to add to this group. The Rams got a little bit of money left right now. Uh, there's a free agent out there that he just wrote an article about, so I'm going to talk to him about how can the Rams improve that offense via the wide receiver position and the deep ball, as well as we got Ryan Dyrud on Friday from the Believe Network. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about some of the hottest news and topics for the Rams as we look forward to the 2020 season. So appreciate you guys. If you guys want to hit me up, reach out to me at LA underscore Rambling Bear, Lockdown Rams. Don't forget, we've got a whole network of shows. So go out, take a listen. Lockdown NFL, always amazing with Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson. We will have Brian here on the show in a couple weeks as we talk 49ers. But, and of course, as we mentioned earlier, Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. A great show, a must listen as you get closer and closer to fantasy football. But he's already there talking it, so go check it out. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.